All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. Uh, we're coming at you later in the week, and we're recording this later at night. Um, I got sidetracked with the Jewish holidays this week, but uh, we're, we're here. We're here to talk about Black Mass. I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Mitch Haba. And Colin Ward. Mitch, Colin, and I, we get together every week. Having seen the same movie, to sit around and talk about it in deep discussion. We saw Black Mass this week. Uh, how are you guys doing? I guess it's it's fall. You feel good, Mitch. You're back. You yeah. moved into a new place. I've been busy the past few weeks, so if anybody was missing me, I'm back. He's back. Uh, <laughs> he's back, and he's fresh. We all have the fall feeling in yeah. our in our in our souls right now. Yes. Fall TV has started. Have you guys? Right. You guys been watching Muppets, anything? Watch Muppets? The Muppets? See the Muppets? Watching Drunk History? Watching? I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying Fear the Walking Dead. I gotta say, yeah, I'm really enjoying that, that right now. No, Last Man on Earth starts this Sunday. Empire started. Empire, wait, Empire started. Anyone? Were you guys watching these things? Anything? I gotta watch Empire still. I haven't watched it, but. Uh... I don't have cable. I don't watch <laughs> it. Hey, Colbert? Have you watched Colbert? I'm loving Colbert. Oh, I am loving. I mean, Colbert. I'm loving it from a very like it's a very serious show in a lot yeah. of ways. He brings on really like. He brings on smart people and like politicians yeah. and scientists and it's like and whoa. They talk about real things. Yeah, yeah. so it's, he's a you know yeah. he's a good interview. <laughs> they, had a, they had a Catholic episode last night that was just like all about the Pope Catholic. and shit. Yeah, they had an Archbishop of Miami and they had uh, Jim Gaffigan, Maria Shriver, Shriver, and some other guy I don't recognize who are all Catholics and huh. just talking about what it's like to be a Catholic cool. today. I mean that's cool. He's he's kind of religious, I think. Like yeah, he's, he's Catholic. So, yeah. He teaches he's a devout like, Catholic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I I love this time of year, man. I love it. It's like it's uh, it's it's football season. It's oh, yeah. uh, playoff baseball, not in Detroit, but it's you know uh, new new <laughs> hey, TV shows are coming yeah. out. And Oscar season is starting, yeah. so this is it's very fun for me. Michigan you, State football. Michigan I mean, State football is doing great. Did you did you see the Muppet Show? You watched the Muppets. I did. It was kind of strange, <laughs> was and weird. people are up in arms about it. Have you heard about this? I mean, well, people, the million moms. Or I mean, whatever, yes, the moms up. that love the Muppets are. And I, I, I get it. I, I get why. The point, I actually. get why they're upset because it is very sexual. I'm I'm a huge Muppet fan, and there's I'm not I'm not going to say that like the original Muppet Show people had this is a misconception. It wasn't Sesame Street. It was a primetime show, yeah. and there was adult stuff in it, but. It, mm-hmm. There's just a little immaturity and like maybe lack of uh, wit. I think I saw in this first episode, but I'm excited. I'm glad the Muppets are popular again and have a show. Um, we'll see. I, I wasn't so impressed with the first episode, but I can see where it will grow. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, pilots are pilots. You can't, you can't judge a series by the pilot exactly. No, but very sexual. Um, yeah, very sexual. Uh, didn't need to see a pig like simulate like. You know, fellatio on a straw. <laughs> on a straw. Wow. Yeah. Shit you not. This is the new Muppets. Pigs are so hot right I got, now. Not crank li- yankers. It's the Muppets. Yeah, I was getting a little uncomfortable at times. I'm like, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> but it was still very funny seeing all the characters, you know, doing different stuff. It's kind of like uh, 30 Rock. You know, they're they're all trying to put their show on and there's just... 
yeah, they, they, yeah I like it. I like it. Like it's and it's also like it's taking advantage of like the talk show thing is we mm-hmm. talk about Colbert right now. The talk yeah. show thing is such a a big uh, market right now for mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So Piggy basically has a this kind of talk show. Yeah, thing, talk so. show, and she's um, just ignorant. Uh, very funny stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's it's got. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the season. What's the the light? He's like, I once saw her lift a car and flip it over to get to a half-eaten hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> Cool. As as I said, we we will talk about the uh, the uh, new Johnny Depp movie Black Mass uh, later in the show. But first, we start off every show with uh, some movie and TV headlines. Um, I, I thought this was I don't know. We'll we'll I want to hear what you guys think. But I thought this was kind of cool, even though I, I don't necessarily like the title. But um, Ridley Scott, on the heels of the new movie The Martian uh, coming out this month, uh, says that there is going to be a Prometheus sequel. There might be a, there might be two Prometheus sequels I'm hearing that will end up connecting back to the first Alien movie. Mm. To further uh, illustrate that, he also came out and said that Prometheus Two will not be called Prometheus Two; it'll be called Alien Paradise Lost. The cool part mm. for me there is that oh okay, it's back like it's for sure like the Alien, Alien franchise where like yeah. Prometheus was kind of like ambiguously connected to yeah, Alien like and Alien prequel almost. Yeah, and this will be a, again a prequel, but. Um, Paradise Lost? I don't know. That kind of sounds it's like horrible. A, I think that's just it. Kind of sounds. Horrible. I mean, it, to me, it just sounds like a like a Jimmy Buffett duet album or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but. Two tickets to paradise. <laughs> so, what do you guys make of this? I'm really. I love Ridley Scott. I love love Ridley Scott. I'm very excited for The Martian. Yeah. Um. Did you guys see Prometheus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I did not. Oh, you did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, did you like see Alien and Aliens? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, Prometheus just it didn't really look like I wanted to see it. So. Anyway. Yeah. Um. I mean, I will watch these. I. I mean, I love just visually. They never. Oh, they're great. They never come up short in that aspect. So they're always cool to watch. I did love Prometheus. Like I loved Fassbender in Prometheus. I loved yeah. watching him act yeah. in that movie. It was amazing. As an android. Yeah. Like it, and he kind of nailed it. I mean, what do you think, Alan? Having seen Prometheus, are you do you want to see more of this? Or? Yeah, I mean, especially if we get more Fassbender, because he's still right. he's still in action at the end of the at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'll always see Ridley Scott going to space. I mean, The Martian is supposed to be great, right? And yeah. I mean, he's never not entertained me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll see I'll see Ridley Scott do anything. Like, <laughs> I, I really do. He's made some of my favorite movies of all time, and I kind of love that. You know. Um, he, he's just kind of sticking this to everyone because Prometheus wasn't by the alien fans. It wasn't, it wasn't, well it wasn't received, championed, really. but he's just kind of being like, look, this is the story that I want to keep telling and I'm going for it. Yeah, I got the um, money. You guys can all just right. watch it or <laughs> watch it or don't. <laughs> but isn't there a new alien coming out too with Neil Blomkamp? I, I don't know if that's still happening. I know that that was... I don't know. That was something that he had... Uh, pitched a while ago i don't think it's really happening oh. anymore i don't know i mean i was excited to see that but i think look neil blomkamp just really hasn't had a hit since district yeah. nine and he's kind of stumbled along the way yeah. so i don't know if, movies kind of i don't know if fox same. really wants to do that with him anymore cool speaking of alien speaking of alien other news sigourney weaver will be in this new ghostbusters reboot ah. This is kind of this is kind of re- there wasn't a lot of reboot news this week, Mitch. By the way, I know I for saw our weekly that. segment, it's really disappointing. But I think this falls uh, into it. There's more news on on the reboot front. Um, true. So I think it's kind of cool. Uh, it's great. She's obviously in the original Ghostbusters, and um, you know why not put her in this one too? We'll see how. 
Which again, again, this is also actually, but it must come back to that this isn't really a reboot, right? It's a sequel because it connects to the that original movie, right? But it's a reboot in the sense that it's modern. I guess, yeah. But yeah, Sigourney Weaver, great actress. And Bill great Murray, actress. I thought. Yeah, and Bill Murray was, yeah, yeah, he was confirmed that, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. so it's it's it's, it's a sequel. It's, yeah. it's, it's a sequel. Yeah. But um, uh, that's cool. I'm further excited for Ghostbusters. I am also. I hope also it doesn't excited. disappoint. Um, last week we we talked about the Emmys. We uh, we talked about it, Colin. You're you're uh, you're great at predicting the Oscars every year. You're not necessarily so good at predicting the Emmy awards. Awful, awful as always. And this year was no exception. I mean, it seemed like this was the actual year I should have went with my gut decision because it would have been like all game of thrones all yeah and, kind and, of thing. I, and this was the thing i was normally i am furious about emmy winners but i was like somewhat like happy with all these ones because i thought they were all pretty deserving granted as great as julia louis dreyfus is in veep like incredible when you win something four years in a row it's just like come on <laughs> like, wait, so who, I agree, wait, so, wait, but so at the who, same time, she is so, she's amazing. She's who won? <laughs> I, 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 as I illustrated last week, I don't watch the Emmys. I didn't watch them this year. Who won? Uh, Julia for comedy actress. Julia yeah. really lead Dreyfus. comedy actress. Yeah, but it's like, when did you want to like aim, award it to Amy Poehler, whose last season on Park and like Parts and Rec, yeah, and yeah. wasn't ever awarded for that show? It's just like, come on, Emmys! But they awarded John Hamm for best actor finally. Right. Um, Veep deservingly won Best Comedy Series for having its best season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones won, um, surprisingly, I think, over Mad Men uh, for yeah. a drama series. Peter Dinklage won Best Supporting Actor yep. in a Drama Series. I didn't see who won Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy or... Tony Hale won for Veep. <clears throat> oh, cool. That's his second year yeah. in a row, right? Uh-huh. Um, I didn't see Best Lead Actress in a... In a drama was Olivia. No, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Yeah, Olivia. You predicted Olivia that, Pope, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer. All of them get their names confused because they're all very <laughs> they're similar. Names, yeah. they're all Olivia, very similar Olivia names. Pope is Carrie Washington's character. Yes, too, I know. That's yeah. Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder, which mm-hmm. I was not really a fan of um, watching it. It's I I love silly. Viola Davis. That show yeah, is she's good actress, ridiculous yeah. though. I think it's, <laughs> it's it's an ABC primetime like drama. It's weird. Like it's, I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things, but there is no fucking way that that is a first semester, first year yeah. law class. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no way that that is. Like, yeah, I can't. I can't even take that. Who killed who? <laughs> and like the like sheer fact that this woman would. And she brings her students into bring a murder case. To, like, like, solve these cases it, for her. Yeah. They don't even know like how to be a lawyer. It's their first <laughs> semester. It's and they're too so... busy having sex with each other to like. Yeah, they done. Yeah. Yet I keep watching, so I don't. I don't know. What's yeah, wrong right. With me. You're the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> I just put it on Netflix. Exactly. Um, did you guys watch? Did you watch it, Mitch? At all? Um, I watched us uh, like I watched like the last hour, and uh, I watched some of the bits online um andy samberg was really funny so i was gonna ask how did andy samberg do it was written by um scott aukerman like of comedy bang bang and like the um if you're a fan of comedy you know who he is but 
he also like leads the Earwolf like media podcasting like empire. Oh, cool! And they he had a bunch of comedians come on, and they just did a great job. Like the opening number of like, did you watch this? Mm-hmm. Did you watch this? And he's like, no, I didn't. And what I he decides to lock himself into a vault and watch everything, and he's coming out with like a huge beard and just like crazy. That's like... what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really it's a really funny musical segment. But I, I, I saw the thing about he like gave out a, a, a HBO Go password. Yeah, he yeah. actually that's, gave that's, out his HBO. That's, that's yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was he wasn't I think on camera a lot, but I think when he was on camera, he was funny. Oh and engaging and i thought did a really great job for being a host mm-hmm. and i think it's his first time hosting and they actually too. hit the three hour mark like, See, yeah, so exactly. so so my buddy kevin walsh from mm-hmm. my media diary he, he made this post that. about why the emmys is way better they do it way better than the oscars they're, they're just more efficient and like what you're like kind of like the three hour mark is a, is a mm-hmm. thing is you know the oscars always goes four hours for some reason yeah um i don't know you don't. Uh, what, no, what do you I don't, believe? I don't agree with that. Uh, I, and I read that post too. But what do you? Uh, what do you think? Do you, I mean? I I the, yeah. I like the spectacle of Oscars, and I like all the little things that they do. I mean, I watched all of the Emmys, and it was three hours long, but it was a boring show. There's besides the parts that like Andy, Andy Samberg was on to like give it comedy. It was just give people awards, walk up to the stage, hear things, and. Mm-hmm. No one's speech was that amazing. I mean, Viola Davis gave a great speech, I thought, but um, it just wasn't an exciting show. There was no musical performances, which I know it's weird because it's a TV no, but award I, show. I guess, but I like, guess, still, I well, like, I want to be like entertained. So I guess <laughs> the way I would agree with you is that I never watch the Emmys, <laughs> and I watch the, and I watch the Oscars yeah. every year. So yeah, yeah. there's still there's still like something drawing me to the Oscars every year, and. What it's his most part usually is like, it is the things that like Kevin doesn't like sometimes, which is like the montages and the and the in memoriam that go on for eight hours mm-hmm. and like I don't know, just like the, the this is what Hollywood used to be. But I kind of love that mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I also I, I do. Like I love thing. the live performances. Like I tune into the Oscars to see these musicians go on and, and play their thing. Like I don't know. Cause, I mean, because if you don't, and then you're just watching three hours of people give each other gold statues and it's like okay that's great but like i also want to be entertained right. and it's i did the emmys does a great job of giving out the statues and doing it efficiently but it's a boring show I mean, what do you think Mitch? You, you kind of like on the fence there the three hour th- the, the four hour oscar thing kills me <laughs> that like, is I, I, nuts. I i noticed with the emmys though is like it started off with showing um showing people like the 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 performances like showing a clip from the tv show mm-hmm. and then toward the end when like the big re- re- awards were you know getting uh, announced they didn't do that at all they, so you know maybe don't show performances early on and then at the end show like yeah, the major ones the ones that you want to so. see actually and i don't get why they have their award they break it into things like they do comedy first and then they do like re- I don't know why they have to present reality TV shows during well, like reality, the, people watch reality TV but they give out one award it's best reality show which it's always the amazing race. <laughs> yeah. what is it always the amazing race yeah really. it's it's not keeping up with the Kardashians no it's no, like, no they're actually like good reality shows. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if you just have you give out one reality show like don't don't devote an entire set change to 
the single award for reality. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's kind of silly to do it that. It is, yeah. Well, Especially because cool. they give out so many awards like pre Emmys. Like, yeah, well, well they right. give out, yeah, there's like, like a million other awards. Emmys. Like, yeah. yeah, like the it's like the Grammys. There's yeah. like four thousand Emmys. Yeah, just yeah. reward reality in that bunch. And Amy Schumer got an award for best sketch show, mm-hmm. so that was exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, Colin, best of luck to you next year, and I hope you do better with the Oscars. Here. I probably I'll do. Better we will. With the Oscars. I know that when the Oscars come, <laughs> we will compare. I'll be terrible. It's like. It's like me filling out an NCAA bracket. Oh, I'm just it's as so good. easy. It is so easy. It's you just so have easy. to know. <laughs> you just follow the guilds. Uh, and yeah, it's literally whoever that. wins the guilds, whoever wins the Golden Globes, <laughs> are a very good indicator of who's going to win. Where's, well, we should do a, we should do a who's gonna who's who should kind of thing. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that, that's more fun. We'll do that. Um, so this is probably the biggest news of the week that happened. Uh, it's good we're doing this show on a Friday because we we it happened this morning. Um, the the new James Bond song is released, which I think is a no. That's a huge deal to me because because this is a franchise that has spanned since the '60s, and the music and the theme songs are very much a part of uh, our culture and of our. T- they they show us about our times, and then they show us about the Bond movies that are coming out. I mean, this is a franchise that has had Shirley Bassey, Louis Armstrong, Paul McCartney, Carly Simon, and Marvin Hanlish, Duran Duran, Tina Turner. Uh huh. Aha! Uh-huh. I love the Living Daylight song. It's awesome. It's way better than the Sam Smith song. Um, uh, you know, Tina Turner. Did I say that? Adele last year, you know, won an Oscar, yeah, or, or a couple, not last year, last movie won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the Bond songs are a big deal. They're like as big as the movies themselves. So it came out this morning. We've all listened to it. Um, let's take a let's take a like, listen for the beginning here, just to get our uh, our thoughts back in order here, and then we'll discuss what we think about. The new Sam Smith James Bond song. Yeah, I like this shit. I, d- I do like, I like this part. I like the sweepy, you know, yes. it's very this is old like, fashioned. This is like, holy shit, it's yeah. Bond, you know? Yeah. It's when it goes so quiet during the chorus, it's like. Alright, let's let's go ahead here. Skip forward, skip, skip. No, well, I want to. So there it is, guys. You can find it on Spotify. I don't want to play the whole thing here before. Uh, Eon, MGM, and Sony sues us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, because I don't know, Warner. for some reason they haven't like put it everywhere right now. It's like only on Spotify. Yeah. I couldn't find it on YouTube from their official YouTube page. Yeah, me but, um, what do you guys think? We we kind of discussed it in our group chat earlier, but I, I want to get more some detailed thoughts from you. I was like really impressed by the beginning, like you said. But, like I was like, oh, cool. Like this feels like an Bond, old sweeping, spy swooping, yeah. just like I just picture like and you know strings. a sweeping shot of like. Morocco. Yeah, cool. And uh, <laughs> but then it just it doesn't go anywhere, and uh, it's very quiet. And I, you're like Colin. You said I don't picture an opening <laughs> title sequence to it. 
Like picture like those naked silhouette ladies, like the song just is just napping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we, we should mention that it is not. It's not yeah. uncommon for these movies to have different versions of the song to be in the opening credits. That's that's. I think true. Uh, Skyfall was one of the only ones. I think that that they're not only not the one of the only ones, but one of the few that I think was the, it was the same track. Very typically, almost every James Bond film, it's a little bit different. It's a different arrangement sometimes in the opening credits of the actual movie. So we'll mm. see. Who knows? I mean, mm. I, I said earlier, my biggest gripe is like there's there's a sense of it's going to build up into this big, cool, percussive music. Yeah. But there's no percussion in this like whole thing. Boom. Yeah. It's or like, you know, like, and then he's. No, 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 no. It None doesn't of that. do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it like, doesn't do that. No. Yeah, what do you, what do you think? You're warming up to it, Colin? I can see it in your eyes. I mean, I've, I listened to it maybe like four or five times when I was getting ready for work today. And it grew on me. At first, when I heard, when I heard it, I was not feeling it. It grew on me a little it's bit. It's catchy. I, yeah. It, like I can, little, and I can hear myself yeah. like humming it. Right. But it it's, doesn't have like the... When I first heard Skyfall, I was like, oh, Fuck yes! No, I mean, look, as 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 one of Metro Detroit's biggest James Bond fans, when I heard Skyfall, I was like, "This is a James Bond song. Yeah, this yeah, is that. really, really good." Um, and it's good. This is like, I hopefully indicative of what the movie's gonna be like. If this is any indication, um, it's gonna be a slow. It's, burn. Gonna, be a, it's gonna be a slow movie that doesn't really develop into anything. Yeah, so, it's especially at the end of the song too. It's like it ends with him during the the chorus with just like the single piano yeah and i was like okay i'm gonna hear like a big bang here at the very end of the song and it goes out with just that single piano i'm like this is like it just sucked all the energy yeah no i mean it, it is weird because it's just maybe they're trying to be different here maybe they're trying to change the pace of things which is fine and like i said that these usually these songs usually tell us a little bit about you know our music today or or, or society today or something I mean, you can go back and you can listen to every james bond song and you can kind of follow music trends all the way through this doesn't really seem like it's anything that would i do you think this is a radio hit oh no, no. it's already number one where today? On, on itunes really yes I don't think it'll be on the radio. But yeah, see, it's that's going to be on the radio. So, I mean, yeah. Skyfall wasn't on the radio it's, it's either. Yeah, Skyfall. On, Skyfall was on the radio. Skyfall, Skyfall was, on, was absolutely oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Really? I remember being so like I couldn't, you know, because like even like, um, you know, my name, which was the Chris Cornell song from Casino Royale. I love. You know, that wasn't a radio hit, yeah. and that was never on the radio. I remember. Be, I remember actually very specifically driving to Thanksgiving bar night and being in the car and like hearing Skyfall. Oh, we were all oh, like, "Holy crap! This is like a pop song now." Mm-hmm. Um, good for her. Yeah, yeah. Three I years later. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. The Oscars won thing, but she was on the radio. <laughs> no, but just like she needs that. Like, yeah. Like you want these? Like it's James Bond, man. It's gotta hit you with something. Here's the end of Goldeneye. It's here's, exciting. It's here's cool. the movie. <laughs> the movie is starting. And it gets you pumped. Cut just... to black. Everyone here is going <laughs> to fall asleep after this song. No, I'm not dogging it too hard, but no, it's just... I, it's... I, I, I'm going off that Sam Smith posted on his Instagram today. It's number one in the United States, United Kingdom, Czech Republic, Hungary, Ireland, Luxembourg, Nepal, 
Netherlands, no. Poland. They have computers. Qatar, <laughs> Romania, and Switzerland. So, I mean, nice. it's performing well, but I think that has something to do with more Sam Smith's popularity Probably. than the song itself. And I, I think it's a good choice. Like, I don't, I don't want to dog yeah. him. I, I think... mean, once they listen to it, my <laughs> repeat might listeners like yeah. start. Yeah. You know, oh, okay, we're back down to. We'll see. There, there's going to be like a techno remix of it, I'm of sure, course. or something yeah, coming out soon. So. I do want to say, I think he sounds really great. No, I think that. he did a great. I mean, I'm not, and I, I do think, again, I like the arrangement in terms of like its musicality, but I think that it doesn't feel throw a, like a, throw bah, a it's goddamn not, yeah, it's like timpani right. in there or something. Like yeah. maybe, some kind of like a, which, a gong every five seconds. Which <laughs> it's kind of weird because I read that Disclosure had like some the the duo Disclosure had some product like right, right, producing right, right, credits right. on it. Mm-hmm. And they're so well known for their drums because one of them plays live drums during their show. So it's weird that there's none. Hmm. There's some like symbols in there. Maybe it was just like rest throughout the whole piece of the music. It was rest, rest, rest. <laughs> just sitting there. Okay, whatever. I'm still excited for the movie. I still think it's yeah, going to be great. So we'll see what of happens. Course. But there's Sam Smith's um, Spectre song, Writings on the Wall. Uh, that about does it for the uh, the news this week. Let's get into our film of the week, guys. Black Mass. Saw it with uh, I saw this trailer with Johnny Depp months ago. Got really pumped about it. Saw him with those crazy eyes, the weird n- hair or no hair, and, shooting guns, and you know that scene at the dinner table was all in the trailer, and everyone got really pumped. And this week we saw Black Mass. I gotta say I was really confused. I was really confused with five minutes of the movie because I thought this was a movie about a Baptist church. Ooh. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, Black Mass is about James Wouldn't Whitey that be more Bulger. A sermon. Mass is Catholic. <laughs> okay. Um, so I should have watched the Stephen Colbert episode. Yeah. But I would have known. Um, uh, anyways, uh, Black Mass is the uh, the James Whitey Bulger biopic, the the notorious Boston gangster, directed by Scott Cooper, uh, actor uh, who directed uh, Crazy Heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, and not, Out of the Furnace. And I've, I've not seen either of those. I've seen that. Um, Crazy Heart I, I probably is right up my alley. I just haven't seen it. You guys mm-hmm. like that movie? No. Good? No. no, I like it. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is it's good. A, it's a yeah, character-driven yeah. drama. Well, it, that got that got him some. I mean, uh, Jeff Bridges was... He got him was, the Oscar. Yeah, so he's obviously a good director. He can direct yeah. Oscar-winning actors. Uh, um, out of the Furnace is a slow burn, very slow-paced uh, Appalachia revenge a drama thriller and uh i didn't really like it but christian bale's good in it <laughs> moving on moving on <laughs> well like it's Just good to, it's, pre- it's good to, it's good to preface this, yeah. what we know about scott yeah. cooper i don't i am not familiar with either of those movies or really his much of his acting but um this was uh, written uh, from a, based off a book written by mark maluk who uh, I, I don't see any other writing credits on here. He's an EP. He EP'd Everest, actually, which comes out this mm-hmm. week, and, and Rush. And then I found this interesting because it's also written a writing credit to uh, Jez Butterworth, who actually has a writing credit on Spectre. Um, you know, which maybe, I don't know, having seen the movie, I wonder if there was some doctoring coming on later in the script or later in the process. Who knows? Maybe. No idea. But we, uh, we saw it. I saw it this morning. I saw it at 1030 today. In the morning, it was crazy. I've oh. never done that in my life. They didn't have coffee. I was pissed. Um, really? Yeah. Let's start with some uh, initial thoughts on this movie. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I don't normally go first in the, in the initial thoughts section, but um, 
you know, I, I'd say that it's a definitely an impressive film. I think the cast is amazing. I think the acting is incredible, honestly. Um, I think that maybe a little bit like Sam Smith writing on the wall, it kind of, there's ex- expecting of buildup and it never really gets there to, for me. It never really got, the pace never picked up basically for me. Um, and you know, a lot of ways I think it fell flat for that reason. You know, it's not a ter- it's not a bad movie. I just expected a little more punch from it. Um, and those are my, those are my, you know, initial thoughts. I have a lot more to say about there it. There was punching in it. There was a lot of punching <laughs> in it. And I'll talk about Brutal that. punching. <laughs> but, you know, overall, I think I was a little disappointed. Um, Mitch, what, what were your thoughts coming um, out of Black Mass? Uh, like you said, acting was incredible with Johnny Depp. In fact, I would say this is probably Johnny Depp's best role ever I, I think so in the history of his long yes, and crazy watching career watching it i didn't see johnny well Depp. yes and i give credit to the makeup and artist for yes that, for because sure. norm, no? in, in most we'll movies <laughs> in most movies i see that johnny depp is in i can only see johnny depp you know i don't see the character he's playing whereas i saw whitey boulder i saw this psychopath who was very frightening and um you know um but joel edgerton's great in it even Peter Sarsgaard's small role in it is really good. He plays a great, like, tweaker and uh, just great acting. Um, like you said, though, it it takes a long time to get going. Um, I wasn't really sure what the movie, like, what the central plot was yeah, that, yeah. until, like, halfway through when it's like, oh, things are starting to fall apart. And that's where, like, the second half was much better than the first half. Um, because I just liked seeing, I mean, yeah, the violence and everything, but I liked seeing it all fall apart for him. And I liked seeing the acting of Edgerton to try and like cover up their, you know, their cover ups. (laughs) And, and, but other than that, um, it's just a really good actor's movie. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep banging that drum and say, I mean, it's really is, I think about this movie the performances and just from everyone down to you know adam scott who is like a super small part but he's still he's still great in it and and, um yeah i can't say enough good things about just everyone performance in here but i found the movie itself to be extremely reductive and seen it before doesn't really present anything new in the gangster movie to me Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like the whole time I'm watching, it, I'm like, "Oh, so this is like, The Departed." <laughs> I mean, well, which is interesting because I, I was just actually just reading that. Exactly. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was was his, his plays, character was based his, off Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, it's it's a good movie to watch all the performances for, but does this movie add anything to the gangster movie or modernize it or breathe new life into it? Absolutely not. Can I say something to that effect? Because I well, because part of me is like, what what didn't work for me was that they didn't follow the gangster movie formula in the sense that, in the sense that, and that this is what was my issue is that you know you don't have your Elliot Ness in this movie. There's no one in this. There, well, there are characters in this movie. There's Kevin Bacon, you know that that are trying to take. They're actually trying to take down the bad guy. But you're you're you basically have two characters in this movie that are static bad guys, you know, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Joel Edgerton and you have uh, Johnny Depp, and that was my issue. You don't have you don't have the Russell Crowe in American Gangster. You don't have someone who's like 
his sole purpose is to like take him down. He's he's just driven to do it. Yeah. There are those characters in this movie. I thought Kevin Bacon was so goddamn good in this movie. I really did. And I I would have loved what he could have been a more I would have loved to have seen his like what's going on in his life right now and what does he think about this and what is he going to do yeah. or or the or the newspaper reporters that like kind of break this thing open. They could have been main characters in this movie that like there there needed to be some something different to Johnny Depp and Joel Edgerton is not he wasn't that I don't know why that they were the two characters in this movie that were like the focus because because they're both evil in different ways I know I mean, Joel no, no. isn't murdering that, well, people but he's covering up that's what I'm saying there's people. no good guy in this movie. like and, yeah. and and I'm just not that every movie needs to have a good guy but there's there's no like juxtaposition with Johnny Depp's character like I'm trying to figure out who is like gonna take him down and, the, and then people do out of nowhere right that's mm-hmm. what happens that's why it feels weird to me yeah like I wanted that character but maybe that's just more true to like what actually happened I mean the FBI in Boston was just like letting him do whatever he wanted right. so that they could just get rid of the Italian mob. And you had a bunch of Southies in the, in the FBI covering up, you know, all of his stuff, all of his wrongdoings. Right. So, I mean, the, the point of this movie is loyalty, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And the, the character who comes in and replaces, um, no, I don't think he replaces Kevin Bacon's character, but, uh, he was the villain in Ant Man. I forget his Corey Stall. Corey Stall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in. He's like the Attorney General. He could have been. A, he he, been the character. he is the one who really throws a wrench in everything because he's yes. like all about justice and just like that scene where he confronts Joel Edgerton and is like every time that was the, we've yeah. got every time we've got something going on with Whitey Bulger, you come in here and you tell me. Oh, don't worry about it. We got it under wraps. And he's just like, sees straight through the bullshit. And Joel Edgerton does such a good job of playing, like, he has no clue how to respond. He's just like a bumbling middle schooler trying to cover up, like, that he stole somebody's, you know, lunch money. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of what I, it I was. Don't, I, you know, we, we could do that, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> All right. I, when, when Corey Stahl, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. When he showed up in the movie, I was like, where was this character an hour ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's That was my problem in terms of, like, formula. Yeah. And, I mean, going off the formula, too, it's... I had a... Who is, like, my entry character to this? I mean, it starts off with Jesse Plemons' yeah, character, yes. actually. Yeah, and, yeah. like, okay, we're going to see this been through, great. Like, through his yeah. eyes. Like, this is cool. And then we switch to Johnny Depp's character. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to... That was our intro to Johnny Depp's character. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Jesse Plemons' character goes away, essentially. He's, he's, there, he's in the I, background. I liked, I liked that about the movie, though, whereas, like, we were introduced to characters through, like, FBI inter- interrogations and interviews with... Y- yes, I like that, too. Ex- but, and those other two guys. But and, didn't you expect Jesse Plemons to have a larger role in this movie off the yeah. bat? And especially since I've been re- researching the story afterward, his character, Kevin Weeks, was huge in all of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he was like basically the driver. Yeah. And well, I mean, involved he involved in but, murders, but he was and, huge in like in like getting him, yeah. you know, out ousting him. And then actually, I think a lot of, he had to do a lot with like when he was being convicted and when he was caught, you know, years a couple of years ago, giving him up. Yeah, and like, but can but, um, like being a witness and and, you know, yeah. and convicting him for his crimes. So yeah, um, but I mean, and then still we go. After we get to Johnny Depp, then we transfer again to Joel Edgerton's character. Yeah. And then we go back to Johnny Depp's character. It's like, 
who are we who is this movie really following? supposed right. to be about yeah. it's and the little bits with benedict cumberbatch's character as uh, billy, Will, billy billy yeah. bulger yeah. as mm-hmm. james whitey who is great bro- older older younger brother and younger brother than i guess yeah who's like the senator and just like very posh yeah and let's give it up very... to cumber cumber dumpster for his uh <laughs> for his boston Boy. accent no i'm serious he was really good though like that uh, the... I, that accent was hard for me because i guess i don't hear enough boston accents to really like that one was different compared to the other ones it just was very like grovelly he was very politician yeah very kennedy that's what i heard i gotcha um, but I don't know. I I loved. I I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, his whole but his whole role was just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> you well, know, like, that was his reaction to everything. Like, and it's it's maybe ugh. you know maybe what the issue with this movie is is there's so many fascinating stories that they don't and they try to touch on all of them. I mean, you could do a movie about um, Whitey Bulger's kid dying. That could be a movie, right? Yeah. You could do a movie about being the brother of a uh, being a brother and the senator of. Essentially a serial killer. Yeah, of a serial You know, and how do you deal with that your whole life? Or, you know... And what I think is... This is what killed me at the end of the movie. I guess I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit of, like, what I want to talk about. But to me, the most interesting part of the story is him being a fugitive for, for 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, seriously. I remember that, I remember when he was caught yeah. in Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, is the movie. Like, that's... You, you, the way the way this movie ended is the beginning, and then yeah. you follow Johnny Depp, and then you do the makeup shit. He gets older. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's a way more interesting story there. There's probably a way more. There's more like creative um, input you could give in that story too, because you don't really know what happened. Yeah, but the, I think the most interesting story though is about how he rose to power simply with the help of the FBI. They were like, eh, we'll I mean, protect it, you. It, it is, not. but it doesn't. I don't know. Because I, I mean, that just that's like a indictment of the FBI's yeah, dealings, I mean, they, and yeah. you know, everybody is crooked in right, the sense, like, right. just to take down one side, you have to ally with a murderous, you know, psychopath. Yeah. Who, is frankly terrifying. Like, yeah, I had a bit of an issue too with understand maybe this is my fault understanding how quickly he came into power and wow how exactly he got his power i mean like they tell us like it's like more towards the end that it's through drugs he brought drugs into this yeah it was confusing but we don't really it's like i think it was a narration it was it was like and next thing you knew he was like my understanding (laughs) was that because he was friends with the Italians. That's that whole thing with um, Weeks. You know, he starts a fight with, like, one of the sons yeah, yeah. of the Italian family. And he's he knows the Italians. He knows their territory. The whole thing was he's an informant. So he's giving information and location, locations of the Italian bases and Italian territory and people. So, like, once he gave all that away and FBI started picking him apart, he was just taking over as they did and he was getting more and more money buying drugs selling weapons to the ira you know which didn't work right. uh <laughs> and just you know murdering anybody who double crossed him or pretty much just insulted him or knew too much mm-hmm. what was it over 20 murders yeah i mean yeah something like that which we saw a lot of them which yeah um, which I, but I thought some of those scenes too were like every scene was like 
oh, he's taking someone somewhere. What's he going to do? Yeah. Seriously, there was I think there was yeah. four scenes where, oh, he's driving someone or walking someone to a remote area or, or a private room. Mm-hmm. And like, what's going to happen? There was no surprise yeah. there. Yeah. Every time he killed someone, it was just the like... The first one was surprising. The yeah. first one was surprising, but it wasn't. I mean, if you've yeah. seen any mob movie, again, to have a formula, it's like, oh, we're driving you to the pier... There's yeah. no one around. But then, but you think they're gonna kill him? But no. then they just start beating the, the, gun. Out of the other guy. So. I just, I just like ever since leave the gun, take the cannolis. It's like that whole that yeah. whole thing is like you know oh, kind of yeah. what's gonna happen. You're, you're kind of waiting for that thing in any mm-hmm. kind of mob movie. But like particularly the the scene where he takes that woman, that the stepdaughter or whatever, into the, the prostitute. Yeah, yeah, the prostitute into the hotel. That was a brutal scene. That was a brutal scene, but it was another one. I was like, okay, we're drawing, we're we're drawing this out of mm-hmm. like we know he's gonna kill her. Yeah. But that was, I think, my favorite of the scenes just because the oh. way it was shot, instead of focusing on the violence that he's giving to her, we see the slow push in to that guy's reaction. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was... That's responsible true. in a sense. Yeah, I thought that was one of the only times in the movie that we saw... Maybe questioning. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you're questioning what you're doing and you have already murdered, like... 20 plus people yeah you know he's in prison for life and for the murder of you know just tons of people it's yeah and then there was it's all all those um strangling scenes were very rough to me because you still heard like her like getting yeah I mean, well, strangling's always and and then it's like oh and then there was the other guy who got strangled with the noose guy yeah with the thing, noose yeah. i was like that why why can why do we show a man getting strangled and like his eyes bulging out of his head but we don't show a woman getting strangled is that like a double standard i mean are we i don't i mean that's interesting actually i don't know because because too sensitive well, because, 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 a woman because this killed. was no i think this was more so about that guy's reaction because yeah. when he walks away he's like clean up your fucking mess yeah like he does like touch her leg like mm-hmm. like uh, and that was like kind of like what we as an audience were to understand is this is the point when he is going to be like oh i could i don't uh, always agree with over. this guy like yeah. yeah even though i will go to prison forever yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so we talk about I mean, there's. It seems like it's just this constant. There's like a pacing issue, or there's like a focus issue in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, but good things are the acting, obviously. Who who really who is the number one? Like who is the MVP of this movie for you guys from an acting standpoint? Like also, want to point out not a lot of not a lot of like women parts that are. No, like yeah, I, I want to touch on yeah, that. But but yeah. so we can. But it's in terms of obviously these men. Who who is the MVP? But are we talking main or supporting? Whatever. I mean, who, who do you think really killed it? Who, like, you were like, wow, that guy's doing it? I think Joel Edgerton. I mean, Johnny Depp was great. I, I mean, I can't go wrong with him. He was very, very good. I totally believed him as his character. But I think Joel Edgerton, as somebody who I'm not completely familiar with, his acting style, uh, he was great, too, because his character was super complex in the sense that he got himself in a situation he probably shouldn't have gotten into and could not was not smart enough to to cover it up yeah and like keep it you know under wraps but like you said that that scene at the dinner table with johnny depp and the other fbi uh, 
agent when he's just like, oh, you said it was a family recipe. That, like, had my heart racing. But was that not Joe Pesci Goodfellas? Yeah. Like, am I a a clown? And funny like a clown? Was that not just a reimagining of that scene? Yeah, a little little bit. I I can see that. Well, but not as, yeah, in a way. (laughs) It really was. No, yeah, no, I I, I see that. But who, who who killed it for you? Uh, I should probably look. I think the two guys. Uh, hold on, I have to look up their name real quick because I actually didn't write them down. Like I, yeah. I think Jesse Plemons, and then uh, I love the way he looks in this movie. The, 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 oh does he not look like a South Boston like? Yeah, just, just, just goon. Yeah, it's all the guys that were actually interviewed by the FBI. Okay, their faces were yeah. just yeah, so. Yeah, the, the faces like, were great in this movie. Just so like. Mm-hmm pain and like you've they've seen some shit yeah like those were the, like the ones that i was like okay these guys don't need you know makeup and a bald wig and contact lenses and bad teeth yeah to make this performance but there was good makeup on all those other yeah, yeah. guys too you know like you do get this kind of <laughs> wearing down you johnny do. depp kind of looks like a like a Batman walking vampire yeah. no like, I, I i know but i'm just saying those guys too though they do have great makeup on them to make them to help yeah. enhance their performance, yeah. their look. I, I, there was such a. I just think there was an attention to detail in terms of like makeup and and costume and wardrobe and stuff. I mean, I noticed you know Joel Egerton's fingernails were like, you know, they they were like worn out and smudgy and like that's you know that was a crazy detail for me because mm-hmm. they probably weren't even his hands and that's yeah. just kind of I don't know. I, I appreciated the makeup even though I get Giant Deb looks kind of like a little clownish, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of maybe want to piggyback on Joel Edgerton. Like, I think he's an amazing actor. Um, you know, I loved him in in Warrior. Um, he's great in in Gatsby. Um, he's awesome. I don't know, but this was like a another role. I think where I I I I got lost with him. Like, I didn't see Joel Edgerton. I saw the character. John. Connelly. I saw John Connolly. Um, but also like I don't know why. I maybe you guys disagree, but I I just. Like, Kevin Bacon, it's like a big joke, right, about the six degrees, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, in a, he's in a bunch of movies. But talk about a guy who, like, he wasn't the focus of this film, but I loved his scenes. I loved yeah. everything that he did in this movie. And I, I just... I so, I, him, yeah. I just... I, I dig it. I appreciate There's it. There's a lot of power in that role. Yeah. Like, and he, like, he did really good. Yeah, he scared yeah. me. Like, I, I wouldn't want to mess up in, under his watch at the FBI. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was a pre- I, 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 I like Kevin Bacon a lot. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of women, Colin. No. Um, but I, I want to say the three women in this movie, I think oh, all yeah. did a fantastic No, they were amazing. Job, yeah. Uh, with the characters that they were given. I just thought Which that three? the Juno Temple as the prostitute, Julianne Nicholson as Conley's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Dakota Johnson as uh, Johnny Depp's now, girlfriend. Say, yeah, wife before... The fa- the, wo- the, the mother of his mama. child. Yeah, baby's yeah. mama. Um, I had a problem with Dakota Johnson's performance. Really? But, yeah. Big time. Big problem during that scene where they're talking about pulling the plug on the kid. I just didn't believe it at all from her. I just thought that she was very fake. Like, well, I might attribute that to the dialogue. To be yeah, honest with you, maybe. I thought that whole scene was awkward in terms of like where they were doing that and yeah. how <laughs> quickly this... that conversation happened. I don't think that's on her. Why is this scene? This scene was 
to offer the audience to sympathize with Johnny Depp's character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if that scene that's is even far needed. Gone. Like, that scene isn't even needed. Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> yeah, so. No, like, it's not. okay, he's got this. He's got brain damage. Oh, you cut to the next scene. Funeral. You know, yeah. something like that. And then, or, they get, and then they you get could have just had him sitting at the table and then just like by himself, and you know, he throws it and like you know creates a mess and trashes it. You could have just had that and then the funeral and then like moved on you didn't need to see her like because they're yeah struggling through fake tears to like say like it was all pull a plug it was almost couch. it was almost like they were trying to make it like it was her fault that he had rise uh syndrome like you know what i mean they set yeah. up earlier that oh i'm not gonna take him to the doctor he's got a flu yeah <laughs> you know and it's like oh it's your fault like that it was weird it's like not really yeah. her fault it was that's how it was back then she gave him aspirin like yeah, i don't know doctor it's not her fault. Yeah, so it but was... Maybe that was to add tension that, like, maybe Johnny Depp's character, Whitey, would think it's her fault and then actually believe it and be like, you bitch, but that never happened, so... <laughs> yeah, and then, we don't, we, and then we don't see her for the rest of the movie yeah, and, and we gone. don't ever talk about yeah. his kid really ever again either. But, um... And then we flash forward to how he's got way more control. Yeah, yeah. And then his mom dies, and then he's got even more control. Mm-hmm. And it, then things fall apart. <laughs> just going back to Dakota Johnson, I think the role of women in this movie, it's to me, it seemed like all three of the women characters were there to just serve as a performance piece for the male characters. Yeah. Dakota Johnson to have that Johnny Depp freakout scene, and to Dakota Johnson to just have a scene to try for us to sympathize with Johnny Depp. Julianne Nicholson, who I think was probably the strongest female in in yeah, the movie. Yeah. I mean, her big scene is there to show us Johnny Depp doing something like crazy. horrifying to her. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Juno Temple. She exists to show Johnny Depp doing violence mm-hmm. and to have this wow moment for Johnny Depp and not for the character themselves. Yeah. I agree. But at the same time, when we're talking about mob... You know, old mob movies. There were not very many women involved in that kind of thing. But then yeah. it's like, why, why include them? Well, see, like that. Like, like, I don't know. But there's there's a good way to do it, and there's a bad way. Like The Godfather is artistically done in a way where, like, you know, Kay is the only yeah, shut her out. Yeah, yeah. you sh- you know, and then at the end he shuts. Like that that was supposed shut. to be like these guys are messed up basically because they don't let women. Like there's no, I don't know. I'm explaining this is the Godfather. This is not my no, Godfather thesis. But that was like, you know, that's done in a way that's like intentionally saying, look, the mob guys in this era, they had they no regard for women. female advice, yeah. female integration. Like they, they were bad people. I mean, yeah. there's a good way to do it. I, I don't know. I'm not going to dog them that much in this movie. That's not the least of the problems in this film. Mm-hmm. But it is also like it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. For sure noticeable. Yeah. Especially with the like, you know, you guys in Southie gay for each other kind of conversations that happen in this movie all yeah, like yeah. like three or four times or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then there's no women. It's like I don't know what is what is the implication. <laughs> I don't know what are they talking about. A bunch in, of manly Boston men, right? And like just the relationship. Don't call me gay. Yeah, <laughs> the relationships is in like general. I mean, both male to female and male to male were just not really developed or taken what like they could have pulled out of them like the relationship between uh julianne nicholson and um joel edgerton could have been a fascinating relationship and could have been 
a movie in itself. And you think it's going to be. The first yeah. time they meet, they're like, oh, we're so in love. I'm going to put you up on the counter and we're going to yeah. kiss. Yeah, but it's like and then you don't see her for do, it doesn't yeah, but then he gets dig pulled into, into the world thing. he gets pulled into the glamour of being a fbi and southie informant you yeah know, but a he, few they may, like maybe you take out the scene with johnny depp and his girlfriend or wife and then you put in a scene with joel egerton and his wife and then they they go back and she's like why are you always spending your time at the office and then they get into a fight about it and she goes you shouldn't be hanging out with whitey bulger like earlier on in the movie, she like predicts it. Like that could have been a cool thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I hate the screenwriter. I gotta so. say, I'm not a big, I'm not necessarily a, a big Junkie XL fan, but I did really like the music in this movie. Um, I don't know if I noticed it. I, I, I don't know. It freaked me. It actually put like I was like, ooh, like it's it's very scary. Maybe it's like almost not appropriately scary. Like it's very intense. But I, I did like the music. It was brooding. It was dark. very I don't, brooding. I guess I just don't remember it. So I was too caught up in performances and the look of the film, yeah. which it looked great, you know. Yeah. Uh, and just, yeah. It was along for the ride. But, you know, like I said, didn't pick up till halfway through when I was actually like, yes, this is getting good. It's falling apart. I like the conflict. I like the tension. The first part was just all set up. First half was mostly set up. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great formula for a movie. No, and I mean, the formula for the most part of it too was just like Johnny Depp does something bad. Joel Edgerton does <laughs> has to convince the FBI that it's okay. Yeah. Next He's, scene, Johnny Depp does something bad. Joel Edgerton has to convince. Joel him. Edgerton goes to Johnny Depp and says, "Hey, stop!" Yeah. And Johnny Depp says, "No." It's and it's. <laughs> But like Benedict Cumberbatch and... vaguely hears about it and nods his head. Yeah. Like, it, that's the yeah. back and forth for like 45 minutes in this movie. Joel yeah. Edgerton tries to bribe Benedict Cumberbatch or ask him for favors. And Benedict Cumberbatch says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> do you know Do you know what I So I was reading earlier. I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but I guess that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, were, de- were they were, they've been trying to develop a, a Whitey Bulger movie for a couple of years before this. Um, hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> They should mm. give up because I don't want to see another one. No, yeah. <laughs> done. What else are I mean? I don't know. You got the Departed in this. Still waiting. I'm still waiting for my Detroit Purple Gang movie to come out. When's that gonna happen? Let's write it. Let's write it. <laughs> I don't know enough about the Purple Gang, yeah. but let's write it. I you like get, the color purple. I, 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 I like side, the color purple too. West Side brutal Jewish gangsters in Detroit. Getting alcohol from Canada, sending yeah. it to Al Capone. There you go. Murdering people. Yeah, it could be a prequel right. to The Untouchables. Do you guys recommend this film to peoples? It's, it's interesting, right? I mean, I don't know. The acting is really good in this movie. I mean, if you... Well, if wait, let's... You okay. know what? Before... Like, look. Before we, uh, before we get the recommendations... Obligatory. Look at it. It is. We talked about it. It's fall. It's Oscar season. Yeah, we have to talk about this. Yeah. What, will it what do you not? think? What do you think? It will maybe nominated for supporting actor and best actor for Johnny Depp and Joel Edgerton. Really? Supporting? I think for so. Joel. Mm-hmm. I think so. He's good in it. That's what no, but like that's it, what they're campaigning. In are they? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's so bizarre to me because I, I, yeah, he had a is. lot of lines. In he this has movie. more screen time and more dialogue than. That's really weird. Does. Okay. Because I also think that if I had to, if I had to pick one of them, I'd pick Joel Egerton before mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. So 
Do you guys think, Colin, Oscar, uh, uh, expert? The way that this What are the going, guilds going to say? Well, the way that Gold Derby is predicting this is, I mean, Johnny Depp will be nominated for Best Actor. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he'll win it. I don't see him winning it. But I think if Johnny Depp really wanted to win an Oscar, if you put Johnny Depp in supporting actor for this movie, it wouldn't be unheard of. I mean, it's no more a lead than Christopher Christoph Waltz was in Django. If you put Johnny Depp into a supporting actor for this movie, he will win an Oscar. That's interesting. But I don't think he'll win an Oscar for lead. I don't really know the criteria for what makes supporting. I don't think it's. I don't think. I think it's vague. Yeah. 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 It's like Kate Winslet for the reader. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I think that would probably be the the main two. I can't think of anything else that it would be nominated for. Just acting. Yeah. And okay. it probably won't win them, so. Cool. Recommend? Yes and no. <laughs> it's a tough one to get through. There's a lot of, like, really brutal violence um, that had me, like, you know, like, cringing my neck on certain times. Like, ooh, like, I don't want to, I can feel it, you know. Um, if you're a fan of Johnny Depp and you, or you like acting, sure. Otherwise... I think it's a pass. So it's a 50-50. Like, don't go out of your way to see it. Maybe watch it when it comes on HBO eventually. Yeah, I'm probably there with that. What about you? Yeah, I mean, if you're a Johnny Depp fan, I think this is definitely one of his top three performances in his career. So that's so that's this, this Tuscan Edward Scissorhands. No, I would include Edward Scissorhands in that. You would? But I would, oh, okay. I would include Ed Wood. I, mean, I was joking with Tusk, yeah, but you guys, he's really good at it. But, <laughs> but um, he's it, I don't think the performance, is as, really? as great as the performances really are, I don't think that makes up for all the other problems of this movie. Okay, so I would yeah. Say not, I, I'd probably I recommend not recommend it, it either, yeah. necessarily. But let me, another one more thing before we move on to the end of the show. Do you think it's, it's weird that that uh, he's played Don, Gill- Don John Dillinger and Whitey Bulger. <laughs> is uh, that interesting? A I mean, friend he's... of mine brought that up, and I was. And which movie oh, do you yeah. think is? Have you guys right. seen Public Enemies? No, I have not seen Public Enemies, but I haven't heard anything good about it. I so. I, I think see I think I enjoyed Public Enemies more than this. I've never seen it. Which I I was disappointed with that movie as well, mm. being a Michael Mann fan and and you know a fan of the genre. Yeah. But it's interesting. I think it's you don't you know unless you're Robert De Niro, or uh, you know don't Al forget. Pacino, you don't really you don't get every Bob. Well, don't forget Donnie Brasco too. Donnie Brasco another, as well. Another gangster movie Johnny Depp's been in. Which is funny because I don't know that he doesn't come. You know he's not like he's Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's Tonto. No, I'm kidding. No one saw that movie. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I don't really recommend it either. Um, we end. All right, cool. We end every show with some video on demand Netflix recommendations that I am totally not looking up right now on Netflix. Um, you two, what are you recommending this week? I'm gonna go with. And I may have recommended this one already, but it's worth a second God, recommend. Get it together. I know. No, nah, we're losing track. Someone, someone got to call us out on these things. Um, Maybe we should just write them down. No, <laughs> yeah, no, probably be more helpful. <laughs> um, but it 
I haven't seen this movie in a long time and I was in the mood to watch it. And I think it's a great movie to watch before we get into Oscar season to kind of get you in the mood about movies, about movies. Uh, I'm recommending Hugo. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So. Martin Scorsese I didn't film. See it either. Martin yeah. Scorsese. Oh, there you go, Martin yeah. Scorsese. Excuse me. Didn't put that Yawning. together. But um, it's late. I this movie is, it's a kids movie, but it's not, and it's um, gotcha. it's an adventure movie. Yeah, a steampunk adventure movie, <laughs> and it's just you think and think it's about something, and I genuinely did not know that this was the direction that this movie was going to go into. So when this twisty thing happens about halfway through the movie i was floored and along for the ride and anyone who likes movies and imagination and creation is yeah, this movie, movie is movie. so so good and i rewatched it this week and pretty much was in tears for like the last half of it just because it's so it's so martin scorsese without being <laughs> Martin Scorsese. It's just a beautiful, beautiful tribute of a movie to to a great artist. Cool. I'll have to watch that. For me, I'm going to go with two documentaries. First, I'm going to start with the documentary that won the best documentary Oscar uh, maybe like three or four years ago called Undefeated. And mm-hmm. It is a high school football documentary about a um, very poor... Um, down on their luck uh, high school football team in West Memphis. I believe it's West Memphis. Um, They've never won a playoff game in the history of their team. And it's all about this coach trying to raise these kids up who, you know, these kids have, you know, they're missing fathers, they're missing mothers and family and just trying to get them into like model citizens. And it's very inspirational. If you love sports movies, this is it you know it's like hoop dreams yeah I've, I've wanted to see that and it, yeah. it you know it had me crying like a like a baby at the end um because sports um, sports because <laughs> sports uh <laughs> my other recommendation is while watching this movie uh black mass there's a trailer for the walk the adaptation of philippe petit's high wire act across between the two twin towers in the 70s um there's a documentary that the movie is obviously based off of called man on wire that won best uh best documentary sheesh i have no clue when 2009 or 2008 maybe Mm -hmm. one of the best documentaries ever made i will stand by that forever i think it's an amazing story and you have to see it if you're going if you're thinking about going to see the walk don't (laughs) and go see man on wire instead because in the trailer for man on wire there is an instance where they show something terrible happening like an ex like something breaking as if like there's you know oh god he's gonna fall and that just doesn't happen hey maybe it's a dream mitch oh that's true maybe he had a dream dream. maybe it's misleading and i don't like trailers (laughs) oh trailers are always better than the movies (laughs) right they should be but it's a a beautiful story about a man who is just determined to do this and he lets the fame get to his head and basically um his relationships suffer so but it's a it's an incredible story 
yeah man on another wire. one I need man to on watch. wire watch it of course best documentaries ever um speaking of crying like a baby and um sports movies that when we get together next week the baseball regular season will be coming to an end and just added to netflix is hardball starring keanu reeves and this is a movie that really gets to me every time i watch it um it's about a, a you know it's a it's a classic like oh uh, like bad news bears mighty ducks like a, a, wa- a washed up guy needs he, he he finds himself through teaching a little league team um, inner it's a, city little inner, league. inner city little league team it's a great movie and i also bring it up because you, god damn it this is a detroit film podcast and hardball is a pre-incentive michigan shot film they shot at tiger stadium i believe doubling is wrigley field um and it's kind of cool if you watch hardball it's on netflix you will you will and you love tiger stadium you'll definitely see it and you'll recognize it so check out hardball if you like baseball you like uh, crying. If you like cheap cries, watch Hardball. <laughs> and if you like Keanu Reeves, you know I, I, he's not a, he's not the worst guy in the world. John Wick's pretty good. John Wick's pretty good, and they're making that sequel. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will be back next week with another movie to talk about uh, at our regularly scheduled time. Uh, and if you guys have any thoughts on these movies, Black Mass or The Visit or any of the other films that we've watched, please email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com or tweet us at woodwardsdt. For Colin and Mitch, I'm Kale. We'll see you guys next week on the Woodwards Filmcast. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. This has been a woodwardsdetroit.com production, your Detroit avenue to alternative pop culture talk. 